Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And we're going to do things a little bit differently today, as you can hear. Chuck is here. Will is not here. Will is indisposed at the moment. Um, generally, uh, Will and I have been doing all the MCU stuff. Um, Chuck's been coming in for movies and stuff like that now and again, aside from our regular um, shows that we're doing. Uh, we have a few other ideas that we're not going to spoil yet. Not until yet. We get, until we're ready to, to roll with that. Um, <clears throat> but um, we're going to be talking about the second episode of What If... Um, the new Marvel uh, D- Disney Plus series. This one's what if um, T'Challa becomes Star Lord, or what if he <laughs> became Star Lord? Um, so, so Chuck, you actually haven't watched the show at all. So no, until today. Until today, yeah. So I, I asked you because Will again is is um, unavailable today. If you would just check it out, like go ahead and see the first episode. I'm like, yeah, you don't really need to. This, I mean, you get everything explained of like who the Watcher is just in the in the opening. Right. And this just kind of gives you a little insight, just so you get what's happening here. Obviously, this is all stuff that that's like made possible because of the whole um, end of Loki. Um, or Loki's first season, you know, seeing that all the timelines branched off and what changed here and how the sacred timeline wasn't kept, blah, blah, blah. So this one, it's it's definitely, um, it's it's a good time passer. You know, it's just, they, they did Star Wars stuff like this too. Like, you know, what if one thing changed? What if... Well, they have Star Wars <laughs> Bad Batch, which I've never even... Right, well, seeing well that, I'm saying like, in, there's like I'm comics... Thinking, I'm thinking it's kind of the same, similar idea of like, what could go on? No, 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 no. No, Bad Batch is just is just a final season of the Clone Wars. Oh, is it? That's really? all Bad Batch is. Yeah, I've it's never it's even... not. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to watch Clone Wars. I watched one episode yesterday out of like you know five thousand nine hundred and seventy six. So a lot we're of stuff. working. <laughs> I'm working my way through. Um, one thing Marvel does that Disney does not do is they keep it simple and um, precise. Like there's seven or eight episodes per these miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars is like you know. Let's just do 32, one, 32 thousand episodes. episodes. <laughs> 42 uh. movies, 6,000 TV shows, and there is a, you could do a library of books just with Star Wars. Mm. So. so so also, just I know we're talking about MCU stuff and we're talking about this episode, but I wanted to bring up, just because we're here to talk about stuff, I watched another episode of the new Animaniacs yesterday, oh God. and I wanted to vomit. <laughs> like, they, they turned Animaniacs into Ren and Stimpy. Did they really? Oh, they totally did. did I, you, I thought you watched. All I of them. watched the first episode, just for nostalgic. Is sake. that the one that had that had John, Donald Trump in there? I think so. Yeah. Okay, and that was a little like, whoa, what do we? When they go to the island. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy was doing like Ninja Warrior or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. So I watched that one. <laughs> I watched obviously the um, the trailer where they used Jurassic Park, <laughs> Jurassic Park was which is beautiful. You did it. <laughs> you crazy? Yeah, you did it. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I had my film. Yeah. Great. They did Pinky in the Brain. They did a quick flash to all of that stuff. And then I was like, I'm good. Yeah. <clears throat> but this last episode I watched, it was. Ca- <laughs> I-, I was ready to call you up because the episode was called The Cutening. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, "Oh no! What are they gonna do with this?" Were they I thought, were they redoing the crappening? I thought they were gonna redo the crappening, but they didn't. They just it was just something like, basically, Dot's just upset with the way the world is, and she eats this really cute cupcake, and everything becomes cute. But Cupcakes destroy the world. You gotta watch it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, but I was I was deeply disturbed, and I'm sitting there watching it, and you know the 16 year old girl who's been staying with us. I think she fell asleep. Thank God, because if, if she saw that that's what I was watching, I would have been like, I am so so sorry. 
and embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, she's probably never seen anything from Animaniacs. It's not her time. Um, you know, not from her, her childhood, but I'm watching it going, I really hope her eyes are closed right now. Cause I know she was kind of passing out on the couch. It was a long Sunday and I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I would say if you guys are fans of Animaniacs and Ren and Stimpy, watch the new episodes that are on Hulu of Animaniacs. Cause it's basically, it's, it's got the best of both worlds there. Right. If you can't stomach Ren and Stimpy anymore, just don't bother watching the new Animaniacs. It was, I I can't get the images out of my mind, and like the the gag reflex is still there. That's beautiful. Anyway, let's talk about what if T'Challa became Star Lord. So I have to say this before we, are are they? It seems like they're just basically redoing Phase One, and showing the different movies within it. Not no, because this wasn't in Phase One. This was in Phase Two. Phase wasn't Two it? Guardians, yeah. But they're they're taking some of the main things and they're just re taking a half an hour to really just redo yeah. those main points other right. than that they're not really to show you how the branches you know did affected over a certain amount of time um so yeah we're we're just getting that's just like the beginning of it just as a little tidbit like oh this could have happened this could have happened this could have happened um and again like i was mentioning before there, there were star wars books and or comics i think that did something like this i read i read i don't I haven't read a lot of the books. I do have a stack of them over here, um, different books, some of which are not, con- not, con- ah, not, not considered, I'm thinking narf, narf, narf. Uh, <laughs> not considered canon, like the, um, the Thrawn trilogy. Um, but, um, some of the, they have these books is like, what if, and the, the big thing was the big one I got was what if Luke did, um, turn to the dark side at the end of return of the Jedi and Leia had to get basically fight against him. And she became the, you know, the Jedi Knight. The last I'm, like, Jedi. I'm like, that was kind of cool. It was, it was a cool concept. Um, but I read basically how that thing turned out. I mean, there's all these different stories. There's this stuff with Mara Jade that comes up in a lot of the stuff that was considered canon at one point, And they're talking about working that into something, maybe popping up in the Mandalorian somewhere with Grogu. What happened to her? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. The thing with star Wars though, is there's no time travel in star Wars yet. Mm, yeah, Star Trek. Star Trek. Not Star Wars. Yes, but, and they introduced Q, and Q does a lot of what if in Star Trek, but in Star Wars, there's not a lot of time, well, there's no time travel as of yet. Um, at least canon, there's no time travel. Mm. But when you look at, I know you love comparing DC to Marvel. I listen to you guys and Will on this all the time. <laughs> um, DC for me, the movies, eh, the TV shows I like, for the most part. Yeah, they were good. They did. For a while. You weren't a big fan of Arrowverse. I was. I just... He does come back. Just I know he takes off for a while, but he comes back and he redeems himself and it gets really good. <sighs> and then he dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, wait a second. Oh, you, oh, no, I did follow up with that. When, when, you, went all the way through, you went oh, yeah. all the way through season eight? To the point where I understood where he was and what was going on. He like I know John was covering for a bit while he was in prison or something, and then he became Spectre, and that was the end. That was during the last crossover event. Oh, no, he came back after that. Oh, there's more. He I came think... back after that. Okay. Yeah, what, Spectre whatever. is the guy who like is kind of like the Watcher in this, right? No, um, uh, that's who Oliver Queen became. He became Spectre. He's, he remains Arrow. And no, no, no. He Just watch the rest of it. Whatever. Just okay. watch the rest of it. Whatever. Um, the, to me, this is like Flashpoint 
2.0 because I think DC I know Will doesn't like this I think Flash did it great with how they did the whole multiverse um, with this I don't like Marvel's definition of multiverse because it's not just because a timeline change doesn't create a different universe it doesn't create I don't know how to say it because if there's two choices in front of you and I choose one versus the other, that creates two timelines, not two different universes. So Marvel's definition of multiverse, I don't like. If that's what they're doing. If right, I'm... right. Yeah, it is. It's exactly what they're doing. That's what they were getting at here in the whole... That was the whole point of what was going on with Loki. They were leading up to it. Awesome. So, but... This was funny. I loved how they did this episode. Um, was this the last thing he did before he passed? Yes. Oh no, he didn't. He did another movie that was outside of Marvel, but this is the last thing he did for Marvel. Really? Because I I don't even remember what he uh what he passed away from. Um, colon cancer. He was uh, struggling with it for a while, like years. Like oh, really? pretty much the entire time he was part of the MCU, he just didn't tell anybody about it oh god yeah and it's funny i mean it's not funny but i, w I was like let me just look him up because I, I know i've read things about him like that's cool but i never actually watched an interview with him dude's just straight up american like just regular dude like yeah. am, am I, <laughs> was it? like i know he played other characters in different movies where he, he didn't have the accent but in watching this i'm just like oh i thought this is how he normally spoke no he's just not just straight up american dude i'm like he did okay. a good job yeah he was great better than michael b jordan <laughs> What, in Space Jam 2? <laughs> no, in... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Panther. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, he's not my favorite actor. Um, with this, do you think the... What's his name? The Watcher? Because mm -hmm. I watched this real quick. The Watcher, he is kind of going to be the person who narrates every episode from what it sounds like. <clears throat> Am I... Am I wrong in thinking that? Yeah, he's pretty much just kind of there guiding everything. Guy telling us what's going on. I listened to you guys last week with the whole um, Captain Carter yeah. episode mm -hmm. where you're saying that you don't want to see him get involved. Will doesn't want to see him get involved. I kind of think he will just because of the way he said it. I don't think... I think he's just kind of viewing it from the... From like ten thousand feet above, he's I not know, I really. Get, I get that too, but I feel like just the fact that he had to go out of his way to say, "I will not and cannot interfere," blah blah blah. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, but right now he's just a silhouette. In the I know, sky. I know, but we. <laughs> but I feel like we're gonna see some more of him at some point, and whether or not he interferes dramatically, or just goes ping and just like pushes like a little thing in in the direction, you know, just by like you know blowing on it or something or flicking it I, i'm just saying like that um i don't know but ju it's just the way that he, that he said that it just sounds like they're opening it up to he might do a little something you know nothing huge nothing where it like it makes a difference and anybody would notice but more just like a hmm, here you go unless his huh here you go is what caused the what ifs in the first place hey you see well there we go that would make <clears> the so um but yeah, it starts. I mean, do you want to start it off? Um, because I watched yeah. it. I mean, all I know, I, it started off just like 
um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, well, when I mean, see him... Mi- minus him dancing around. Right. <laughs> Come get your love. Yeah, and singing into the little rat thing there. Anyway, so I-, I love this because right off the bat, they're immediately showing the differences between the two. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're back on Morag. He's going to get the Power Stone that's in that thing. And, of course, just like in Guardians, nobody knew what that was. It was just something that had a high value. He was going to get that to sell it to the guy with the hair plugs. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> as he's there, he's he goes to steal the Power Stone. And then the dude shows up, the one who's <laughs> he's like, he's like, you might know me as Star-Lord. He goes, who? You know, he's like, Star-Lord, man. Like, that's what we know in Guardians. But here, it's the exact opposite. Not only does the guy know who he is, he's like a fanboy. He starts giggling like a little girl. (laughs) Oh, I'm such a huge fan of your work. And he's, like, bowing. And he goes, oh, he's like, he's like, he's like, my lord. He goes, lord's not really an official title. Like, seriously, chill out, man. He goes, oh, it'll be an honor sparring with you. Oh, can I? (laughs) Sorry I hit you. You're supposed to do that. He punches him in the face. And he goes, I'm so sorry. He goes, no, go ahead. Do it faster. Hard. He's like, should I not use the gun? Oh, no, go ahead, use the gun. Oh, thank you, your majesty. Like, <laughs> It's just, it's way too funny. I thought they did a, a fantastic job. They did. And, I mean, it, it was goofy. His character there, um, I always forget the guy's name, the one from Blood Diamond and everything, the one who doesn't know who he is. He. Um, that's what I'm looking up, because that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, the guy's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, but the way his character is in this is he's he's so head over heels like a fanboy and it like the entire time he's goofy it takes away from who he was when we saw him in the other you know the actual timeline we originally saw yeah he actually played that character in guardians i know exactly um what's his name Digimon hansu yeah see i'd let you say it that's why i didn't pull it up anyway um, i think he played in um is it the same guy? Dude, he's been in a bunch of he's stuff. He's been in so much stuff. Captain yeah. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, Aquaman. Yep. <laughs> so he goes and steals it, gets out of there, and basically knocks that guy out. And the guy was basically saying, hey, can I join your crew? And he goes, nah, I think we're pretty full up. But since he's like, oh, he's a worthy fighter, you know what? So as he, after he knocks him out, he picks up, he's like, eh, you know, I've hired worse. So he picks up his body he's walking out and you see like all these other troops you know those those um wasp nest looking people like the paper wasp nest face guys yeah they come up there and they're like we got you surrounded and his response at that point was a ravager never flies solo and it's just quiet like you know in the back nothing he's like i said a ravager never flies solo." he's like what's that a catchphrase or something and then yondu's arrow comes in takes them all out i'm just like man where was that at the battle of wakanda (laughs) during infinity war that really, really, really would have been handy. <laughs> it would have been. But, um, yeah, so he comes out, and we see Yondu and um, T'Challa have this relationship, and basically it's just like just like the you know Quill did with, with Yondu. However, it's much different because they even get into this whole conversation about um, there's no treasure. Oh, no treasure is worth, worth as much as the good that can be done with it. And it's like, hmm. So you realize that since T'Challa had this great upbringing— and this um, noble, like, purpose, you know, glorious purpose, this noble reasoning for everything, he um, basically talked the Ravagers into doing good, and they basically became, like, Robin Hoods, or right. as, as Riondu mistakes, as Robin Leach instead. <laughs> I'm Robin Leach! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but Riondu also has a uh, deeper respect for T'Challa in this than right. 
he did for yeah for quill for quill yeah i and i think it's it's really interesting that he was such a, a noble person that it was infectious and everybody that he we see here although you know we knew them as like yeah as, as like you know <laughs> villains sort of you know in, in so many ways in um, so many ways yeah every, uh, in so many ways it, in every called taser face a villain <laughs> They were all, <laughs> I love that Taserface was in it. Oh, they were um, all villains. Yeah, they, they were villains. But the thing is, the the um the Ravagers were like they were kind of like antiheroes in a sense. A lot of them, some of them, but so that's my point. Is like Yondu ended up being good in Guardians too. Blah blah blah. Right. But that's the point. Is like all these characters that were villainous are not villainous because they were influenced by T'Challa. And it's like whoa, that that's a huge jump. You know, and I was watching it with with um with her upstairs yesterday a little bit. Um, before I watched Animaniacs, uh, she had so many questions like, I don't understand. Why did that change things? I'm like, well, think about it. He was so such a, a noble dude, you know, and had reasons that were all noble that he was able to convince everybody to do good instead. Right. And she's like, well, why didn't, you know, Peter do that? I'm like, well, because he was a lost kid. He lost everybody, never knew his dad. His, his grandfather was like a jerk to him. His mom died. He didn't know any better. He didn't know any better at all. But T'Challa was raised by a king who actually had a big heart for the people. There's a difference there. So, and, you know, he knew diplomacy and stuff like that. So it was easy for him to negotiate. And I yeah. wonder why his necklace doesn't, like don the suit for him because that's where it stays yeah maybe he just never knew how to activate it i mean just like nobody knew how to take off bucky's arm with like <laughs> the little yeah. push it like it's like done <laughs> like, how did you what how did that not happen before still like when you jumped figure, out of a plane still can't figure that one out <laughs> yeah well i still can't figure out why wolverine has animantium claws but we're never going to get that answer we know where the wings come we from don't now. know where the wings come from they come from wakanda no oh, shush that the new ones, the that's new that, ones. That's all that matters now. <laughs> no, because because the new Falcon, Joaquin, whatever there. Um, Phoenix. No, somebody, the, the, his buddy there. Yeah, the military guy. Yeah. Who he gives the wings to. Yeah, yeah. You you keep them. It's like, come on, that was a huge nod to he's the new Falcon. We know that. It's the, the names actually matched up. Yeah, it's either gonna be Stark or Hammer Tech. That's that's what you think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Okay, so Ravager never flies solo. They go over there. Now, was the name of the ship always Mandela? I noticed that here. When they got into Yondu's ship, it was called the Mandela. I don't know if that was always that or if that was just another one of his influences because of Nelson Mandela. No, it was... Um, let me look it up. No, no, I'm not talking about Quill's ship. I'm talking about Yondu's ship. I don't think so. Yeah, well, either way. I, th I think if that was the case, then they called it Mandela instead. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, they kind of get into the whole story here that as a kid, he always wanted to be an explorer. And, th I mean, this is the Watcher explaining it to us, that he was in the, you know, he was in the right place at the right time, or in this case, the wrong place at the wrong time. And um, these Ravagers picked up um, T'Challa instead of Peter because Yondu actually outsourced the assignment uh, to Taserface and Kraglin. Uh, we know Kraglin is Sean Gunn basically James Gunn's brother, um, who's the stand-in for Rocket whenever they shoot the movies. <laughs> um, but I, I love I love how they're explaining. He's like, he's like, that's the wrong kid. Does he look like the son of an, a celestial being? He, what? It's the Eclector. Okay, here it's it said it was Mandela. So, good, I caught that. Uh, but I love his response. He goes, yeah, it's the right kid. Look, two see holes, two <laughs> hear holes, one eat <laughs> hole. <laughs> And no. then you pull up a hologram <laughs> no. of the actual Peter Quill. He's like, 
Does this look the same? <laughs> all humans look the same. Which is weird because they all look the same. They all have two ear holes, two ear holes, two eye holes, whatever. Two ear holes. They look. have. They have. They all have the same exact features. Like so, why would they use that as a, as a reasoning? Well, that's why it was like. Well, they're dumb. They're just. They just follow orders, but apparently not that good. Anyway, I just I just love that line. It's so. This one was a lot more comedic than than the first one. I know you well, didn't see it. Well, Guardians was also very comedic compared to the rest of true the true. MCU. I mean, there were some funny parts in in the first episode you haven't seen yet, um, but this one was definitely I, I was laughing out loud um, at at certain parts. And I don't I don't lol lightly. I I, I usually type a ha ha if something's funny. If it's actually like if I laughed out loud, I will put lol. I'm I'm very specific with my lols. So anyway. Um, this is the interesting thing after this. So it shows them going off to a bar, basically. Hey, here, you know, here's to our mission. We did, we did good. And they're sitting around and you, and you see, and you see, um, no, no, you see the new guy, the new, the new guy, the new guy. Yeah. So he's the new recruit and he's like, Oh, so what was your favorite mission? What was the craziest thing? And he starts ripping. And he's like, how about when you took out the mad Titan, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you see, Thanos show up and he's like a good guy and he's just like yeah well you know sometimes people just need to um he's like this somebody he's, he he talked me into it and real made me realize there's more than one way to reallocate a world's resources and I'm like oh my god and then but they're, but the, the, they're like well that's genocide yeah well <laughs> he calls him at one point Captain Genocide <laughs> which is ridiculous so <laughs> it comes up again later but um, I had to- when he first came in, I was like, they're going to make him bad. Yeah, but the thing was, they didn't change him. They just made him good. Like, he still he still believed in what he was doing. He was just talked out of it. You know? And he didn't have the stones either. Right. Because he wasn't going after the stones anymore. No, he gave this. up. It was not worth it because he's like, well, it's a good point and blah, blah, blah. So he's still the mad titan, but he's not like... The angry he's like he's he's still mad guy but he's not mad guy <laughs> you know? right that's pretty much what it was it's like okay it was i like that they didn't change his character completely and make him just like all fluff, fluffy you know cotton candy and rainbows you know he right. still stuck by what he believed was right but he didn't do it he was and like throughout eh. the whole episode he's trying to convince, he trying to convince everybody it's hilarious <laughs> so anyway um T'Challa goes over to the bar and Drax is there, not voiced by Batista. There's a, there's a few people who they did a pretty good job just mimicking it enough. Right. And Drax is over there. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, you're Star-Lord. Hey, let us take a picture to send to my wife and daughter. He's like, oh, let's take that again. I looked great. You looked horrible. <laughs> and then at that Left point. Left his sense of humor and yeah, his everything that he is in the movie in this. Too. Yeah. It, so it was but interesting he's the seeing bartender. him. He's the bartender. His wife and daughter are still alive because Thanos didn't kill him. Right. Was it Thanos or Ronan? It was Thanos. Yeah, it was Thanos that killed his specifically. No I, was, no. I think it was Ronan. No, it was it was Thanos. That's why he flipped out and chased after him um, when they were in the thing and he had the reality I haven't watched Guardians such a yeah. long time. Well, uh, it was from um, Infinity War. Yeah. Um, anyway. So he's he's over there. The Nebula pops up, and Nebula has hair. She's less bionic, and she seems to be friendly. 
Um, it's very much like a James Bond type thing going on here where you're like, do I trust the woman? I don't know. Um, you know, which later on we find out she's triple crossing and you're like, okay, all right. You know, which, and I'm, and I'm glad they did it the way they did it because they're showing a whole different side. Like, man, and, and obviously another reason why they did it the way they did it was to really pump up, um, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman's character. You right. know, this was a great great way to honor him right in this like saying that you know black panther was such a, a noble character he probably could have picked up the hammer you know that's what they were getting into i don't think so <laughs> and but, to be honest <laughs> will will probably slap me for this and you will probably slap me for this i like the incredible hulk better than black panther <laughs> I slapped him. <laughs> so I was not a fan of Black Panther at all. I at, like it was better than Incredible Hulk. No, it was not. I don't think it was the greatest. It was definitely. It was definitely. Um, Iron Man three was better. So what are you gonna say if if you had to choose the worst thing the MCU has put out? MCU, not talking old Marvel or anything MCU. like that, but MCU has put since out so of the twenty three movies. Yeah, since two thousand. What would you say is the worst one? Don't forget Thor the Dark World. Nobody liked Thor the Dark World. <laughs> I mean, there were parts of it that were entertaining, but... Parts of what? Thor Dark the, World? Thor Dark World, yeah. You mean Thor 2? Yeah. Yeah. Eh. That's a close second to the worst. Hmm. So you think Black Panther was the worst? Was the worst. Wow. They could Because he, to me, he is such a side character... Yeah. Did not need to know his whole bet. He, well, it's like it's like it's like making an entire movie for Hawkeye. But we but we don't know where he would have gone. It's like making we an did, entire we did, movie. We for didn't Hawkeye. get to see a second movie from him. From him, they're the first. Make, the they're first. Make, they're making a Black Panther two. That they already yes. Right. Yeah. Wakanda forever without him. Still, right. I know, but my point is, we don't know where it was going to go. Let's look at Thor's journey. Right. So we saw Thor. Then we saw Dark World. No, no, no. So Thor, then we saw Avengers, then we saw Dark World. And then Ragnarok. Then we saw Ragnarok. And finally, by the time we got to Ragnarok, his, he was awesome and we loved Thor. Right. You know? Because of all the like, Avenger movies. Because of the Avenger movies and because of how it built up, we don't know what that would have done for Black Panther. And we could have had a much bigger respect for Black Panther had we seen where else they were going to go with his story. See, but it's kind of like, like Hulk. I like Thor. It's kind of like Hulk. No one really likes the Hulk movie. He's in all the Avengers movies. Well, yeah, but they also changed that, though. They they did, but what I'm trying to say is... They changed the character completely. They put Ruffalo there, and he's a very different character than, than the other Banner. Right, than Edward Norton. Yeah. Um, which, I, which I... To me, Black Panther is a side character like Hawkeye. Like Black Widow, which I, I haven't seen yet, which I guess no one really liked the movie Black Widow. But all these side characters... We don't talk of... <laughs> All these film. side characters to the Avengers, I mean, they are part of the Avengers, but they're side characters. Mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. To me, it's like they, they could have, they because they introduce him in um, Civil War, Civil right? Civil War, yep. Uh, Avengers 2.0. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it? That was that was Civil War was between Avengers and Avengers. Yeah, it was it was Ultron, it was right? after, it was after Age of Ultron. It was after so it yeah. Was, yeah, it was two point five. Two point five. Um, so that was a great introduction. 
I think the Black Panther character is a good character that fits into it, but he didn't need his own movie. I think we really need to understand who he was. So the fact that they introduced him in Civil War and we're like, who is this dude and what's his deal? He's from Wakanda. That's all we knew. Like, what's up with his suit? I don't understand what that is. Yeah, but no one knows who Hawkeye is. Right. To the fullest. Right. I think we're going to get that in the miniseries where he's passing the torch on. We're going to get a lot more of his backstory as well. That Maybe been... we'll understand what Budapest was all about. That would have been... Not... Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that would have been nice. They could have done that. They could have done a miniseries of Black Panther and it would have been fine. Yeah. And then left it alone. But um, they weren't doing miniseries back then, so... True. That, that could have been done. I agree. Um, but... Um, I'm, I'm going to pick up that bed in like 45, so... Yeah. I'm picking up a bunk bed for the kids, so I'm excited. Oh, yeah? It's already broken down, so I'm just going to throw it in the back of my truck. I should be fine. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway, side note. Um, the whole point of this is now they're realizing, or Nebula brings up the Embers of Genesis. It's these little things, and this almost reminded me of like Titan AE, you know, the whole thing there. It's like that meets Fern Gully. You know, the whole point is like these... I these... thought Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk, to be precise. Fifi. I don't know no Fifi. Um, but the Embers of Genesis are these little tiny, tiny embers that are like, it's a whole thing of them. And basically one or two of these little seeds can create life on any planet. It's, it's just like or vegetation from anybody. or from any, yeah. <laughs> um, from Apparently. anything, basically it can create life. It can terraform an entire planet is what they were saying. So that's pretty cool. Um, now the collector has it. And at this point we're realizing that the collector is basically the big bad here. And it's he, funny, funny how Collector and Thanos kind of switch places. Mm, not really. They don't switch places per se. I mean, I mean, who's it, the? Because the Collector was always this. He was still a bad guy. He was a bad guy, but he was in it for his own reasons, and he would just do his own stuff. He was a selfish dude in the middle of it. Right, but he wasn't. Um, the, what I'm trying to say is he's in power now, so he's got Ebony Maw with him. Right, and he's got like that the whole crew. But the way you know, the Collector was looked and, at in the MCU. Is the way Thanos was kind of looked like he's bad, but not all the way there. Mm. And now the way Thanos was in MCU is how the Collector is in this. Right, right. He's like the ultimate. Well, he's one of them, one of the ultimates, at least here. Um, but I mean, he's—it's cool because you—you you kind of see that he's—he's he's definitely different. He's like bionically modified, you know, and he's like jacked. And you're like, oh, okay, that's an interesting take. And I, did I think Benicio did the voice? He voiced him, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's cool. I—I—I I, I, I really enjoyed his character in it. <sighs> magnificent, magnificent. Like he's such a weirdo, this guy. And and the weird thing is, I guess it's not that weird. But the funny thing is. I mean, I think my first introduction to Benicio Del Toro was probably Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Really? So I can't get that out of my head anyway. Um, so every time I see him and he's like tweaking out and being weird, I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. He's high on something. <laughs> he's messed up there. <laughs> like when he was um, uh, um, Haitian smelt, good conductor, you know, like when he was in Star um, Wars. Uh, Last Jedi. Um, I'm very disappointed he was not brought back up in, in Rise of Skywalker. It seemed like they were doing something with his character, but they just totally dropped it. Just like, I mean, basically, Rise of Skywalker dumped, dropped everything that Last Jedi started. It was like, let's just pretend that movie never really happened, and let's just go with it. I'm like, man, there were so many good set setups from Force Awakens that were not taken in Last Jedi, and then so many decent setups in Last Jedi that were not taken in Rise of Skywalker. And it's like, man, these guys were just... They, they, it was like a sibling rivalry, but they were trying to keep it under wraps. But the smart ones of us were like, 
you guys can't hide this. This is just bad. <laughs> He's like, no. are they really going to try to retcon the whole thing? Uh, they're still talking about it. I mean, do I hope they do? I hate that they do that. And there's not really a way around it unless they bring in time travel. <laughs> so That's how they read once Lo Star Trek. See Loki shows up and you're like, oh, my God, it's all owned by Disney. So they can somehow do that. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, we go back and forth. Um, they have to go to nowhere, you know, but basically that robotic head that's a planet. Um, and that's and they come up with this whole heist plan. I like how they did the heist plan where they're basically talking about what their plan is. And as they're talking about it, we know that they're just skipping them actually doing the plan. It's getting right to it. Right. So it's cool. Like, we'll do this. We'll do this. Now, that's a great plan. Then suddenly it just shows them after the plan's already been you know, hatched. Right. Um, but I love as they're going through it and they had to cause a distraction. So they had uh, bionic head there, you know, the fanboy. I wish I remembered his character's name. Um, and Thanos like creating a fake brawl out in the street. And he's, just, and he's like, I thought you were, I thought we we're supposed to be faking this. And he goes, yeah, call me captain genocide one more time. And he goes, captain genocide. <laughs> <laughs> he gets tossed. And it's, I laughed so hard. It was, it was just so weird the way this character is portrayed in this, in this show, this episode. And I'm like, that's too funny to me. Cause he's just, he's rolling with it. And See, it's, I thought it's, he it's was too funny. funny. I, I couldn't get past like a semi nice Thanos. Right, right. It was it was just weird, and I thought that the two of them together were, were fantastic. Anyway, um, T'Challa goes in there, finds Howard the Duck, clearly voiced by Seth Green. Like, I'm listening to him like, oh, that's Seth Green. Like, absolutely Seth Green. You know, he was disguising his voice, but there's no, there's no hiding that voice. It's so distinct. But do you think it's going to go anywhere with that? I mean, they, they keep on they keep on teasing it. I don't know. I mean, the movie itself was garbage. It was like the worst, like, it was rated no. the worst thing. Like, George Lucas made that movie, and I have no idea. Like, he, what I'm saying is, do you think in this that they're going to actually bring the duck, like like they did with Rocket? In... Mm, I don't think so. There's not really a point to his character in Marvel. It's just kind of there. It's not, he's what, not a Rock superhero. What, Rocket? No, Howard the Duck has nothing to do with, like... Thanos or you oh, know, know. anything like that. He's just kind of there. He existed in the Marvel Universe for some reason. And I think they're just throwing it in there as a weird Easter egg. Like, hey, remember we showed it really quick in Guardians once? Well, now this. So it, this is just to kind of put him in there a little further. He's like, oh, hold on. It's, it's happy hour, you know? Like, um, Are they going to follow Groot and Rocket at all at some point? Because they... Going with Guardians, they were not in this episode at all. They're not following anything. This is a one and done. We're not going to see any more of, of T'Challa... I mean, I don't think so, unless they have some kind of, they all get together in the end of last episode of this. Like I don't know. Anti-Avengers? Well, yeah, like, a, yeah, the new Avengers, some modified, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, T'Challa, while he's going around, he finds a Wakandan ship, and he finds out that his family and, and his people weren't destroyed. So what he was explaining earlier to Nebula is that he can't go back home because they're all gone, because they got destroyed, his home was destroyed, and it's like, oh, okay. But they were actually looking for him this entire time, so he's like, really upset <laughs> but as he's going through that well this is how this is where his necklace comes into play as well too yeah it starts, necklace it starts kinda, shining up his necklace is what lights the ship up mm -hmm. in the first place and yeah. then you see the you know the Jarrell to kal conversation <laughs> between his dad and him right the hologram yeah so that's gonna be pretty interesting um that i mean we yeah, they went through it. Um, we find out that Nebula's double-crossing. Oh, and then she comes off and says, yeah, well, 
I owe a debt to the collector, so I'm here. And she comes out with the gun and she goes, come on, Cha-Cha, let's go. She calls him Cha-Cha, <laughs> which makes sense. But she's like, you know, again, it's like James Bond, double agent. What's going on here? Um, so they all get locked into a cage. He gets super upset at Yondu. You lied about my family. And, and, but, and it's funny because I'm, I'm looking at this whole thing and Yondu really does not have any ground here. He did straight up lie to his family. This guy had no reason to. And in, in, in the Star-Lord one, that made sense. The one with Peter Quill. It was like, I kept you from this maniac right. who wanted to use you to basically destroy the universe. So I didn't give you to him. I kept you with us because I felt that you would do much better with us. And I didn't want to further that. So I basically hid and ran. That's why the Ravagers don't like me anymore. That was a really cool story. I did appreciate Guardians 2. A lot of people don't like it. I think it really had some really cool points to build characters and, and kind of give you a lot more of a backstory there. Um, and it still was comedic. You know, I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. No! You know, the button. That was the funniest thing. I mean, it was the whole part was in the trailer, but it was still like it didn't lose its comedic effect in the movie. Right. Um, which is great. Anyway. Um, but his whole reasoning is like, you're an explorer. You're just like me. That's why I kept you. And it's like that was a super selfish thing that Yondu did here. So much more selfish than what he did before. Before he did something noble. Here he was just selfish. Like, I just kept you for myself because you're like me. You know, an explorer. And he, and, yeah, he, he used that as a, you're an explorer and the past ain't nothing but a prison for people like us. We're your family. It's like, no, you're not my family. You kidnapped me and told me my family was dead. Like, that's like Stockholm syndrome, you know, like that's, <laughs> it's not not cool. Anyway, um, so uh, T'Challa gets captured or gets taken out by the collector and he gets put into one of his little containment you know, traps there. And he's looking at you, scans your He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm just a regular human. He's like, are you sure you can't fly or shoot lasers out of your eyes or something? <laughs> and he goes through the whole thing and he's just like, you know, he makes a comment about people, you know, putting other people in cages. You know, people, you know, we, we don't look kindly upon people like this and our history and oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you do have a superpower. Yeah. You bore people to death. <laughs> you bore people to death. Um, but as he said that whole thing about cages, uh, Karina, who's his assistant, and I think this happened in the movie too. I feel like she, maybe I got to rewatch the movie where we saw her. I thought she did something and she was kind of helpful because she, you know, realized she was kind of trapped herself. Um, but basically, um, she caught on to what he said and she, you could tell right then and there. She was like, oh, wow, that's somebody who actually cares about people trapped in cages. And oh boy, you know, so um, she notices that. And then you realize that Nebula was triple crossing and the fact that T'Challa was kidnapped was all just a big old part of the plan. So he can escape, get out there and get the thing, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, while that happened, Nebula got the embers. They already like, that was quick. I'm like, she just went ahead and got them. Like, we didn't even see that kind of skipped it. Um, well, I but, think the whole point was she. It was easy because he had the attention of the collector. Right. But I still think we should have seen her say, hey, blah, blah, blah. It's over there. Let's go get it. So we could see her get it. But the fact that she already had it in her hands made me think, is this a quadruple cross? Like, but no, it wasn't. Um, so she did already have it. Um, but as he goes through it, he's like, the fanboy again finds out. He goes, oh, it's a triple cross. Classic Star-Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Which he says like throughout the whole episode. Classic Star-Lord. <laughs> so funny. Um, so T'Challa breaks out because he's got his little necklace there. And he gets into a fight with Ebony Ma. You know, starts throwing him around. Like, I think that character is so cool. But he goes out like a 
like a wimp in this, like super quick. He basically holds him up. You're like, oh, how's he going to go? And then Karina there takes out the gun, shoots him in the back. You're like, oh, that was the end of Ebony Ma. Wow. Okay. Well, there we go. I love uh, how they did it, though. Oh, yeah, with the glass. The glass around, you know, yeah. around his wrist, and then they brought him together and used the mm. extra glass for his for his ankles. Right, right. Um, it, it, his character was very cool. I like the way that they did stuff with him in, in the movies. Like when they had, um, when he had Cumberbatch there. All, all done up with the glass. And he's like, oh, yeah, these surgical needles, you know, will go right through you and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like, whoa, that's that's crazy. This guy controls, like, anything, any any object. Yeah. So cool. Avengers. Yeah. It was the Avengers, right? Yeah, Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. The beginning of it mm-hmm. all. So, <laughs> sorry, Earth is closed today. Um, <laughs> so go home, Squidward. Uh, anyway. So then we start seeing uh, the collector going toe to toe with T'Challa, and he's like, "Oh, well, let's get some weapons out here." So he gets a dagger from the Dark Elves, and he takes it up, and you see Captain America's shield is up there too. Yep. And I'm like, "That's interesting. It was Captain America's shield, um, not, you know, Captain not Captain Carter, which Carter. again, not a big deal because it's a different branch." Um, but we see that. We see a few other things up there. I'm like, "Okay." Then he pulls off, pulls out Hela's helmet from Ragnarok. And he's like, that woman had taste. Ah, complete with necro swords. And he starts, like, taking these out and fighting with those. Um, they're all running out. Thanos is about to take out some guys. And he's like, you guys keep going. I'm going to take them out. And it's like, wow, Thanos has changed so much. Like, he's sacrificing himself for them, too. And he fights. And like, you're crazy. Not crazy. Mad. And <laughs> runs out there and fights. I'm like, that is so cool. He's fighting Proxima Midnight. That is the weirdest name, Proxima Midnight. It sounds like a joke. It's it sounds like a character that would be in like Austin Powers. Proxima yes. Midnight. It's like, okay. Anyway, he's fighting Proxima and that big claw hammer dude, the one, you know, that they're fighting in again in, in Infinity War. Yep. Um and Nebula feeds that big claw dude one of the embers, and they go full full on Fern Gully here. Everything just kind of explodes out, and um, it's all it's all growing to like big vines and plants and everything. And they punch it and get out of there before they get attacked by giant vines that are growing out of this dude. Um, okay, so Which I thought was that's when I thought Jack and the Beanstalk. Cause yeah. Just... Yep, the Beanstalk. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Yondu rescues T'Challa. He comes in there. Collector snaps the arrow. We're like, oh, that was like the best thing he had was this really cool arrow. But obviously, if you if you shoot up against a piece of metal and he just knocks it down, oh, that's it. Well, the thing is, is in what is it, Guardians Two? That little red strip that controls it in his head. Right. That gets busted in the movie. It gets busted. Yeah. And this, the that's arrow, what he needed the new fin. Right. Yeah, the prototype fin. And this, <laughs> not not the toe, <laughs> the thumb. <laughs> In this movie, it's the actual arrow that gets busted. Right, which is a lot easier. <laughs> um, so they look around like, what are we going to do? Hey, sticky fingers. And I like that they did this because I, I love the inside jokes that people who've worked together for a long time have. Just like, um, we want to play um, Get Help from Ragnarok. He's like, help, help, get help. And they throw Sloki. <laughs> you know, things like that. What's sticky fingers? Well, who's the glue? You're the glue based on what you did. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Okay, so he goes over there, gets punched in the face a bunch of times to the point where he um, basically he just lets himself get hit so he can take the the armband off that has all the controls for everything in the collector's collection, 
which is a dumb idea, but that's people in power. They want their hands on everything. It's like, it's like me. If I wanted, to, if I wanted to, you know, I could go ahead and get um, switches and bulbs for my whole house and can and control everything from this little device right here, right. this little robotic AI device, and have all of my things connected so I can just at the push of a button or the the uh, command control my whole home, be a totally automated home. It's easy to do. I could spend maybe $200 and have my whole house totally automated. Right. It's so simple now. But I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because if the internet goes out, I can't turn anything on. <laughs> anyway. Um, so. During this fight, though, we, we, didn't, they didn't allude, we didn't talk about it, but they the gauntlet that he uses. Yeah. They kind of alluded to the whole gauntlet thing, but this time mm. it being on the collector versus on Thanos. Right, it wasn't the Infinity and, Gauntlet. No, per se. But it, it was, was like just the, a control gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the. Uh, it looked like it was a bunch of stones, kind of. Hmm. Okay, I didn't notice that. Like the thing from. From Fantastic Four, like his arm. Oh, that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he so you took it off of some dead blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, packs quite a wallop, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He, it was just like this giant hand that he was using to punch with. But he could obviously pick it up because the dude's jacked. Right. And by, uh, you can and tell he, he had some bionic stuff going on in his neck and other places. So, yeah, that was it was interesting. I really like what they did with him and not just made him the same but powerful. I like that it showed it because because he had that power and, and you know, the... um. The influence he got all of these enhancements to protect himself basically right um so they get the control band they knock him into his own cage and then karina comes out and says you know hey i like what you said about people in cages and he goes oh okay here you take this you know what to do so she goes ahead and opens up all the cages it goes full on um the cabin in the woods lets them all out and then lets out the collector and he just goes oh karma <laughs> and then they all they all just kind of like pounce on him and that's that's the end of the collector so oh who's the space dog who's the space dog is it like cosmo the space dog or something i don't know but i saw him yeah cuz they've showed it before and I just, I never knew who that character was. I know people know, and I'm just, it's because I'm not a comic book reader that I don't know who it is. But um, Cosmo, I think it's like Cosmo Dog something. Anyway, they take the space dog with them. It's like, oh, I kind of like this dog. It's really quick, you know, not much dialogue to it. Um, but anyway, um, as they go through it, um, Yondu's saying, hey, you know, you can go anywhere you want. There ain't no place in this galaxy where you don't belong. So they go back to Wakanda. And, um, you know, they basically, oh, my son, you're back. It's so awesome. And he's like, oh, here's my family. He introduces them all as his family. And it's cool. Then they start showing everybody kind of like hanging out together and, you know, just having some conversation around like a bar, like at a luncheon or whatever. And Thanos is there still trying to convince people that his idea was right. He goes, yeah. And uh, he was, I think he was talking to Dora Milaje, right? And she's like, it sounds like an awful lot. It sounds an awful lot like genocide. He goes, no, because it's random. And, and he snaps, his, he snaps fingers. his fingers and he goes, and it's efficient. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's funny. And then you hear them, you know, other people doing similar types of things, explaining, you know, their background, what they believe in and all that stuff. And it was just, it was comedic. And then we get Ego visiting Peter Quill, who's working at the Dairy Queen, which was funny that it happened to be that Dairy Queen. Um, so he's there just mopping up and he goes, hey, he's like, what, you can't, you can spare a little time for your dear old dad and his eyes flash up and you're like, ooh. And, you know, of course, you got watch, Kurt Russell to do that. They one did. Line. They did. Which was so cool. You know, it was clearly him. Like nobody could have done an, uh, an impression like that. So spot on. Um, so they got him for that quick second. It worked out pretty well. I enjoyed it. Um, and I think 
I like that they left it. It's like, oh, well, that's a story for another time. That's a really good way to do it because you're not leaving it open. You're just saying, well, it's a story for another time. That's all they have to say. That's not alluding to the fact that they're going to show more about it. They're just saying, that's it. You know, you can use your imagination where that could have gone. Guardians 2, basically. Yeah. But uh, then, well, I bet it would have been different because he didn't go through all that stuff and have blah, blah, blah. He would have just probably ran with it. Right. Um, but anyway, that is pretty much this episode. Um, I I enjoyed both of the episodes. I enjoyed Captain Carter. I thought it was really cool. Um, you'll have to check it out. Um, this was really, I think they did a really good job. And like I said, it was a great homage, or not homage, but like um, in honor of Chadwick Boseman, yeah. making him such an influential character, showing that, you know, the Black Panther really stood for justice and truth and, and you know, caring for others. So great way to do it. I thought it was fantastic. What were your overall thoughts? My overall, it was not what I was expecting. Mm. I don't understand how Will thinks this is a lot like Japanese anime. Yeah. Um, it's not. I don't think so in the least. Um, I thought they did a really good job with making all the characters look like the person that was actually in the movie and the people that they're actually playing with. Um, I appreciated that. Except for Benicio Del Toro. He doesn't look like the character at all. No. Um, But, I mean, overall, just to have an idea of what could have happened if this happened, like the show says... I thought it was great. It was fun. It was exciting. It was, you know, it was quick enough where you got enough in it without having to get bored. And you're not looking at the whole thing going, well, that didn't happen in the movie and that didn't happen in the movie. It's short enough where you can go, oh, yeah, those things are different, but you're not comparing it to the MCU to the fullest. Right, right. So it's enjoy. It's it's short enough to enjoy, but long enough to get the story across where you can go, oh, I could see what happened if this continued. Right. So. so cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like that. And it's just, this is just something to kind of just keep us going while we wait for movies to come out. Right. And I'm and I'm okay with that. You know, it doesn't, it's not canon well, you know, because you know, there's so many come, different. Hmm? One, one just came out after three years of being. We don't talk about that movie because it was, there was so much like anticipation for such a lackluster film. I have yet to see it. <sighs> and I'm. I'm debating on if I should. I should. I'm. I'm gonna watch it just well, because it we'll is MCU. We'll see where it ranks on your worst MCU movie once you see it. Maybe. Maybe I have to rewatch it. It was just. It was definitely. Um. I didn't think it was going to be anything fantastic, but the fact again that it was put off and for put off years. and put off for so long, made me think. Oh well. I mean, it, then it must be. It must be good if they're putting it off and not just releasing it. They want to like make more, or add more to it, make it better maybe and. Just hold off because they want to release it when it's like the prime time. But honestly, I think if they just released it when it was supposed to come out, then people wouldn't have had the expectation on it. Right. And it wouldn't have bombed the way that it did. And just to clarify before we close, the Incredible We're talking Hulk, about Black Widow, by the way. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk, not one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't put... My bottom three, Thor, Dark World. Mm-hmm. Black Panther, mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk. Not in that order. Right. I would put Black Panther at the very bottom. I know. Followed by Incredible Hulk. No. Followed by Thor Dark World. <laughs> and then I would put Incredible Hulk on top of those uh, two. Okay. With a close fourth with Iron Man 3. Uh, I, I liked certain aspects of Iron Man 3. 
when when he was just Tony Stark, like going through the hardware store and doing stuff by himself, I thought that was fantastic. That entire thing was great. Iron Man without the Iron Man suit. I mean, it was it wasn't directed by John Favreau, and that's why it was such a different film. It was done by the Lethal Weapon guy or something. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll take that. Um, but honestly, um, I think it was just an excuse to have that boy be at the funeral at the very end. That was the only reason. Endgame. That's the only reason why they're like, oh yeah, we want to have this extra guy who means nothing at Tony Stark's funeral because that everybody's going to Google and say, who is this kid? That's the only reason why they did it. Uh, outside of that. No need. That must for... have been the producer's son or something. <laughs> but those anyway. four, my bottom four, Black Panther is my my my. I did not like it yeah. at all. Yeah. Okay. All right. Agree to disagree. Well, thank you so much, Chuck, for uh, joining me today. I know this is not normally our plan, and but I'm glad it worked out either way. No, this is actually our own what if for those Ooh. people who have been oh. questioning. <laughs> this is this is a branch what of would, normal reality. What would Marvel look like? If Will was not talking about it with Lee. Yeah. Here you go. This is our own what if talking about what if. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when Will spends a night with Mick Yeager. Um, but anyway. <laughs> We're going to all do another podcast, the three of us together. Yes. Yes. So hear that, Will. Come yeah. aboard, all three of us. Let's do it. <laughs> Hook. <laughs> Hook. Oh, man. We were listening to the score of Hook and E.T. yesterday. We just, I just wanted to sit there and listen to John Williams. Um, I'm not sure I sh- if I shared this with some of the people who were listening, but I got to see John Williams perform uh, last week. Now, when you say perform, stand there and wave a baton, right? Yeah. His his band his yeah. band's the one who actually performed. But no, he's I mean, he wrote all the music. Right. Like, all of it. And conducted it. And then it. he sat there and, and he conducted it and I'm like, I'm like yeah I think there's a there's a difference like I think when you are the one who created it you totally have the right to be able to tell people how to play it oh 100%. you know and to guide them you know with, oh, with notes but 1000 percent anyway I would love to be there yeah but. it was it was cool I will definitely say it was way too short I think they only did like five songs and they didn't do the bicycle chase from ET which is all I wanted to hear so I think it's one of his most exciting like you know build up I mean he did the Imperial March, and for me, that's just like, you know, that's like going to a concert and hearing Freebird. You know, it's like, yeah, I know, like, play the play the Darth Vader song. It's yeah, like it's not uh, the Darth Vader song. It is. No, it's not. It's the Imperial March, which leads into the Darth Vader. My point is, my point is, it was too cliche, too overdone. It's it's at that they point. They do the Imperial March in Attack of the Clones. When they show you the clone army. I know. It's it's, it's the Imperial March. It's, yeah, but it's no Darth Vader yet. It, I know. The Imperial I know. March is always just, it's the stormtroopers. It's, it's the dark side influencing the stormtroopers. Yes, I right. get it. Um, but that, but I just didn't want to hear that. I did get to hear the uh, the motorcycle chase scene from Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade, which was cool. Um, I, was, I was definitely getting into that. But the thing was, like, I had people who came with us, and they kept going... Is that Star Wars? And I'm like, no, that's E.T. It would have been great. Is, if... is that Star Wars? No, that's Indiana Jones. How about this? This Star No! It would have been great during <laughs> during the Indiana Jones scene if someone came through all the seats and was like, ticket. 
I know, right? <laughs> I would have been perfect. My favorite. No ticket. No ticket. Which, which I, is what I love about um, the first episode of Loki, because they to- they totally took that from um, oh, yeah. from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where it's like, ticket, and he's like, oh, and he reaches through his pockets and pulls out the ticket and holds it up in the air. like, And then they that's Loki. Like, oh, so cool. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening in. Um, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to complain about us, whatever, <laughs> or shout our praises. I mean, I don't know why you would. I mean, we're just we're just a couple of guys. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Mm. Wait a minute. No, we're not. Yep, anyway. Good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night, everybody. Adios, amigos.